coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. So today, it's crazy I got to talk about this, but this is something been going on the last month or so. We've been speaking uh, around the country and I've been asking people, have they, have they heard of it? Every room that I've that I've been in over the last week or so, and we've been in quite a few rooms. Rhea and I spoke in uh, Bloomington, Illinois. We were in Springfield, Missouri. We were in Liberal, Kansas. We were in Des Moines, Iowa. Lots of different people from lots of different companies speaking. We were speaking to city governments and uh, Syngenta, which is an agricultural uh, sciences and, and technologies company, crop sciences. They do a lot of cool stuff. So we got to meet with some really great people. National Beef also was was in the room when we were out in Kansas with the city of Liberal, Kansas. They kind of they did a combined event. So pretty cool stuff that we've been doing lately. Met a lot of great people. Got a lot of good feedback. People people hungry for growth and development. The number one thing we get is we ain't never done nothing like this here. That that's sad. Most most organizations we go into never done anything relative to workforce development and leadership development of people. Not 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 nothing related to doing the job, but character development. How to lead yourself well, how to lead others well, how to become a high-impact team player. Anyway, what I asked these folks over the last few weeks, we, we traveled like 2,800 miles in, in the blue-collar leadership truck and and had a had a flight, but we went through 11 states in the last two weeks, uh, traveling, speaking, been busy. But I was asking them, have they heard of this thing going around on social media? It's kind of gone viral called quiet quitting. I, I can't believe I got to talk about it. To, to me, it, it goes against every fiber of my being. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this podcast, probably probably goes against every fiber of your being too. But quiet quitting. And I've been writing about it for a long time. If you read some of my books, you've already heard me talk about it. I didn't call it quiet quitting. I call it quit but stay. And we speak to a lot of uh, city governments, county governments, sometimes the federal government agencies, state. And it's one thing we hear a lot is this term, people quit but stay. But it happens in... In in a in the regular world as well, my background's manufacturing. In twenty years of manufacturing, I saw so many people quit but stay. But again, this trend that's going on right now—they're calling it quiet quitting. That means you quit but stay. You just quiet about it. You do the bare minimum. And they say the reason people should should do it. I mean, it's it's, it's going viral, and people, young people, started it on TikTok. I've never been on TikTok, but. I know what it is, but young people started it on there. It went viral, had millions and millions of views, this video this person made. But they've been writing news articles. People have different, I've seen it written, uh, articles I've read about it. Some people against it, some people for it. I'm 100% against it. It's ridiculous to me. 
But I don't mind people doing it, and I'll tell you why as I get into today's episode. People did it all throughout my career. All they did was open the door for me. <laughs> you, you, you can quit but stay if you want to, but Max Story ain't going to quit but stay. I'm going to make something happen. And all that means is I got one less person I got to I, I gotta climb around to get where I'm going. Because you if you're going to quiet quit, that means you're just going to step aside. And anybody wants to step aside while I'm trying to climb the mountain, that's fine with me. It makes it just a little bit easier. But anyway, I want to talk to you today about 10 reasons that quiet quitting is, is a bad idea. Again, they, they're talking about quit but stay. You, you've heard people do this in your career probably. You know, we don't really get checks anymore. Most people paid electronic. But back in the day when, when you got a check, you'd hear people say, I'm just here to get a check. I'm just here to do the bare minimum. And if they didn't say it, many people provide the evidence that, that they were quiet quitting. Quitting, quit but stay. Do their eight and hit the gate. Do the bare minimum. That's what this whole thing is about. But what I tell you, what I'll tell you is, if you're going to be on the team, you need to be an MVP. If you can't be an MVP, you need to get off the team. So I want to tell you why. These 10 reasons, quiet quitting is a bad idea. They're in no particular order. You might be able to put them in order. It doesn't make any difference to me. I'm just going. I just wrote down ten ten reasons. I probably could have kept going with this list, but it's just the order they popped in my head. No particular order, but I'm gonna tell you this first one popped in my head right off the bat. The number one reason I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna number them because they ain't in an order. But the first reason I'm just gonna say the first reason the the first reason you don't want to quit but stay. You don't want to be part of this quiet quitting movement they're trying to create is it makes you look bad. There ain't nothing I teach you on my podcast or in my books where I'm trying to attempt to make you look bad. But these people out there with low character, they, they mainly moan and groan and whining about being burned out. Whose fault is that? If you burned out at the job, whose fault is that? That ain't the boss's fault. That ain't the organization's fault. Maybe the boss is terrible. Maybe the culture in the organization is terrible. Maybe you don't need to be there. Right? If there's nothing going on to try to improve the organization, it's just stagnant. There are no high-impact leaders anywhere that you know of. There's no hope for the organization to get better. Why are you there in the first place? If you got high-impact leaders on board, especially if they're at the top, especially if they're new to that position. We were in Liberal, Kansas, and the city manager out there for the city of Liberal, he only had been there three months. I don't know about the other city manager, but I know one of the guys who was assistant city manager. I'm talking about, I don't know the city manager who left, who had been there before, but I know the assistant city manager come up to me, and if I remember right, he said 28 years he had been there and nothing like this had ever happened. Well, when nothing like this has ever happened, there ain't, ain't a lot of hope. And what he mean by nothing like this, he meant leadership development, workforce development. So if you got leaders or you got a new leader who's trying to transform the culture or lead well, maybe you burned out, but there's hope on the horizon. But if you quit, you ain't going to be part of nothing to improve it. So if you're going to be on the team, be an MVP. And if you listen to this podcast, you already headed in the right direction. 
but it makes you look bad. People are going to give you bad word-of-mouth advertisement. You hear me talk about this all the time. My book, Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines, it's all about how to help you excel in the workplace. Quiet quitting, quit but stay, it's going to take you straight to the bottom. I don't know about you, but I I don't want to be at the bottom. I want, I want to be climbing. Ain't nothing but at the bottom but a bunch of bunch of whiners. And if you know me, I prefer to shine, not whine. If you listen to me, I imagine you like shining and, and don't like whining. But anyway, let's talk about the second second thing. The next thing. When you when you quiet quit, when you quit but stay, you make the boss look bad. How how does that help you progress in your career? You make the boss look bad. If you're making the boss look bad, you think you're going to have more influence or less? You're going to have less influence. With your number one customer, the boss. And a lot of people don't understand what that means. Your boss is the number one customer. Whether you like them or not, they are your number one customer. I write about it in the Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines book. A lot of people don't understand. That, that book is intended to help you Lead yourself well, whether you have a great boss or a pathetic boss or somewhere in between. But there's a chapter in there where I talk about your boss is the number one customer. A lot of people just read or I don't pass that, especially if they don't like their boss. I'm here to tell you, it don't matter if you like your boss or not. They're the number one customer. You want to grow and expand your career. You don't want to make the boss look bad. You want to make them look good. Even if you don't like them, even if they're going to take credit. Because, see, if you're a high-impact leader, you don't want credit. But if you don't like your boss and you don't want them to, to look good because of something you've done, that means you want credit. That means you got work to do in the mirror. Because I'm going to tell you this. If you're a high-impact leader, it ain't about you. But it starts with you. It starts with you having enough character and, and being able to set your pride and ego to the side and learn how to lead a bad boss. How do you lead a bad boss? Go read Blue, Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. That book is filled with principles on how to lead a bad boss. Those same exact principles help you learn how to lead a good boss because they're principles. They apply in every situation. If you think they don't apply to a bad boss, it's because you got work to do on you. All right, let's move on down to the next one. Got 10 of these to go. And I kind of touched on it already, but the next one is is if you quiet quit, and I'm going to focus on it a little more intentionally, you're producing bad word of mouth advertisement through anybody who's watching except other people who are ready to quit but stay. So you're going to build a lot of influence with people who quit but stay, these quiet quitters. All these quiet quitters, they're going to kind of group up together. All the people who go make it happen, they're going to group up together. Whenever I lead a cultural transformation inside an organization or whenever I'm part of one, I tell the leaders that's one of the first things going to happen. There's going to be a big divide. Those for it, those against it. The ones against it, they, they're these people who already have quit but stayed. They're, they're the quiet quitters. The, it don't matter what you call it. I'm still going to always call it quit but stay. That, that that's what it is to me but i'm using that other term today because that's the one going around quiet quitting 
There's going to be a team of quitters and a team of MVPs. And there's going to be some in the middle. They don't know what to do just yet. They're going to have to sit around and watch. They're just going to do the job and keep their eyes and ears open, figure out which crowd's going to win. I'm going to tell you, if the top leader's serious about cultural transformation, quiet quitters ain't going to win. Those who quit but stay ain't going to win. Those who are against everything going on, they're not going to win. You can't beat these principles. These principles related to, to growing and developing people, caring about people, respecting people. If somebody's against that, they don't need to be on the team. If a high-impact leader is for that, which that's the only way they can be a high-impact leader, these other people ain't going to be on the team too long. They may be on there a while, give them a chance to change and grow, but that ain't where the focus goes. So when you quit but stay, you decide to be a quiet quitter, you go ahead and know you're setting yourself up for a lot of bad word of mouth. Again, not from people like you, but from all the, the go-getters, the hard chargers, the MVPs, the high-impact individuals, high-impact team players, high-impact leaders. You ain't going to get good word of mouth from those folks. They're going to be telling everybody <laughs> to, to avoid you. Don't put you in their department. Don't hire you, that sort of stuff. That leads right on into the next thing, the next reason out of this, this list of 10 reasons. The next one is going to lead to a poor recommendation. I mean, if you're going to quit but stay, most organizations, you ain't going to get to stay long. Not, not when there's transformation happening. You may stay 10, 20 years in an organization who, that's filled with people who have quit but stay. And again, I see a lot of them in all industries, manufacturing, construction, city government, all over the place. I see people quit, they quit, but stay. And I saw it throughout my career again from 1988, 2008, when I was in manufacturing, then from, from 2008 to 2012, when I was lean consulting, and then from 2012 to today, while I'm doing workforce development, leadership development. This never stopped. This is nothing new. People been doing it forever. People just want to get by. But these people are not going to get a good recommendation from their boss when they go get another job because they're going to have to at some point or they're going to want to move from one department to another unless they're working for a boss who has quit but stay, but stayed. If the boss quite quits, the team quite quits, that happens too. Hard to believe it. But it happens. Who we are is who we attract. Quitters do not attract high achievers. High achievers do not attract quitters. Just the way it works. Another one of the ten reasons quiet quitting is a bad idea. It allows high-impact people to pass you by. Why why you want to just step aside and let let the hard charges pass you by? Makes zero sense to me. But I'm gonna tell you, when I was working in manufacturing, these quiet quitters, these people who quit but stay, do the eight and hit the gate, do the bare minimum. All they did was open the door for me. Let me walk right through. They just got out of the way. Cause I was not a quiet quitter. I didn't quit but stay. I, I was a high performer. I had a lot of character work to do but I could perform, put me on a job. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it, I'm going to improve the efficiency. I'm going to be one of the top producers on that job. Did it 
year after year after year for 20 years. But the first 10, I was a frontline entry-level factory worker. So I was actually doing the frontline entry-level work. I was operating machines, CNC lathes, mills, drills, gear shapers, all kind of heavy-duty machining equipment, uh, machining steel. There were so many people, I mean a lot, who were quiet quitting, bare minimum. I was so thankful for those people because all they did step out of the way. Move me to the fr front of the, their line because they were not doing anything. There were some other hard charges in there, but there were not many. Another reason, another one of the 10 reasons that quiet quitting is a bad idea. It reveals your character. I've been talking about it all along. Quiet quitting, you... you you can mask your character, but you can't hide it. And again, it doesn't matter. But if, you, if you're on a team of people who, who are quiet quitting, the whole team is quitting, you feel like you're doing the right thing. But I'm telling you, you ain't got a clue. Just because everybody agrees with it doesn't mean it's right. Everybody on your team, everybody in general doesn't agree with it. But you could be on a team of quiet quitters. You know, if you're listening to my podcast, I'm pretty sure you're not one of them unless you're just snooping around trying to find out what's this Mac story thing about. You might have heard it somewhere in your organization. We speak all over the country and people share this podcast with other people. So sometimes those, even the quiet quitter might be listening because they're like, what's this Mac story thing going on? What's all these books we're doing in our company? Who is this guy? What's he about? So every now and then, they'll, they'll come do some research. They'll find out a little bit about me. But I'm telling you, if you're one of those folks, you can mask your character, but you can't hide it. Every choice you make is revealing your character to the world. Quiet quitting. Let me tell you this. The first person, when you quiet quit, the first person you quit on is you. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I, I still, I can't, I can't comprehend this. And it's still, I can't believe I'm having to sit here and even talk about it. But like I said, we just we we travel all over the country. These last couple of weeks, I've been asking people who's heard about this. Every room we we go in, hands go up. Right now, I'd say about 25, 30% of each room, people had heard of this quiet quitting movement. So let me tell you another reason. Another one of these 10 reasons quiet quitting is a bad idea. It shows you're focused on yourself and not your team. Even if the entire team is quiet quitting, if you're one of them, you're showing the rest of the team you're focused on yourself and not the team. Because a high-impact team player, they're going to be focused on the team. A high-impact leader, they're going to be focused on the team. When I talk about focused on the team, I'm talking about helping the team climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. That's what high-impact people do. They, they ain't happy with the status quo. They, they're they going to make things happen. They're going to make new things happen. They're going to improve process. They're going to improve themselves. Our world is full of these quiet quitters. Like I said, they open the door for the hard charges. 
and I hope you're one of those. I know I am. Another reason. Another another reason. One of the another one of the ten reasons quiet quitting is a bad idea. This last one they're kind of close. They're kind of related, but they're slightly different. But the last one I shared was it shows you're focused on yourself and not the team. But now this next one is still about the team. But if you're quiet quitting, you're literally hurting your team. So that's another one of the reasons you don't want to be a quiet quitter. You're hurting your team. Why would you want to? How can you see hurting your team as a positive for you? And again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably with me and you can't see it either. But but again, it relates back to that previous one. Quiet quitters are focused on themselves, not the team. So they don't care if they hurt the team because they ain't focused on the team. But I'm here to tell you that's one of the reasons you don't want to do it. You ain't going to get far, far in life if every team you're on, you bring down the team. If you're hurting your team's performance. You're a low-impact individual if you're doing that. All my podcasts are to help you help you help your team. You always hear me say it's not about you, but it starts with you. That means you got to set your pride and ego aside, lead yourself and your team with humility. When I say it's, it's not about you, that's what I'm talking about. But when I say it starts with you, that means you got to grow and develop yourself so you can be a better team player. The ninth, the ninth reason that quiet quitting is a bad idea. It, <laughs> it seems like this would go like just be so obvious. But the ninth reason, quiet quitting, quit but stay, whatever you want to call it, it ensures you remain at or below your current level. So if someone's frustrated because they're not moving up, first thing, if they got the mentality of a person who will quiet quit or the kind of person who will quit but stay, they're going to be at a low level. And if you get intentional about it and you you really do the bare minimum, you, you probably won't be long. You're going to be at a, a lower level. You may want to quit but stay and get a government check at the house. There's a lot of those people too. I saw a meme on social media the other day. I thought it was pretty cool. It said, "It said the best if if you want you want to know how to turn forty dollars into four hundred dollars, fill your gas tank up and go to work." I kind of like that. Go to work. These folks are trying not to not to work. These quiet quitters trying to do the bare minimum work. Yes, that may make more work for you, but if you're a hard charger, you're going to do that work. If you're capable of making it happen, you're going to make it happen. Forget about these quiet quitters. Ignore them. Walk around them. Look beyond them. Focus on yourself, your team, and your leaders, and your organization, and go make it better. And th- the, the, the tenth reason, again, they were no, in no certain order, but the tenth reason, quiet quitting, is a bad idea. Another reason, the tenth reason, you don't want to quit but stay. Most likely, you're not going to get very many raises. Now, if you're in an organization with quiet quitters above you, meaning leaders, 
Sometimes they go all the way to the top. Sometimes the top leader of an organization is a quiet quitter. They're doing the bare minimum. They, they quit but stay. I used to think when I worked out on the, the shop floor, I couldn't wait till I got into the office with the professionals. Started moving up the, the org chart, so to speak. Started climbing the ladder relative to positions and titles. Because all I knew was amongst the frontline workforce, there were a lot of people who would quit but stay. And I thought, man, I can't wait till I get up in the professional space where the leaders are, where the engineers are, where, where all these professional type folks are. So I'll be amongst some hard chargers. What I, what I discovered when I actually got up and started working with those people, they're no different. They're the same exact kind of people. Many of them, they just there to get a check. They just there to do the bare minimum. They just there to moan and groan. But when I was a frontline entry level worker, I thought those people were hard chargers. That's that's how they got those positions. I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you this, it didn't take me long to find out. But typically you would think someone who quits but stays, they wouldn't get any more raises. But some of these organizations, they just set up everybody gets a raise at the end of the year. So you could get raises. But you're gonna get these little tiny raises. If you quit but stay and you're a quiet quitter, you're gonna. Get, if you get any raises, they're gonna be these little raises that they have to give out. Again, unless you got a quiet quitter for a boss. If you're a quiet quitter and you got a quiet quitter boss, they look out for each other, and they look down on the hard chargers, because they see what they say is these hard chargers, people like I used to be, these quiet quitters. They'll say, "We make them look bad." No, that ain't what's going on. They making us look good. If they'd actually do some work, get on the team, we'd look average. But because they they come to work and try to do the bare minimum, those of us who are trying to make something happen, those quiet quitters, those people who quit but stay, because of them, they make us look exceptional. That's what I, I want to look exceptional. So if they actually did some work, we're actually on the team. I'm going to have to step my game up, and I would. So I just want you to think about this. If you haven't heard of it, type it in. There's a hashtag for quiet quitting. Do, some, do a Google search. You'll find articles about it. But there's a lot of people who encourage it, not just the young people. There's leadership coaches out there, life coaches out there who – who encourage it? I can't comprehend this. If if you into that, you probably need to stop listening to me on my podcast. Go on and delete delete my podcast from from your uh, podcast app. If there's anything in you that makes you think quiet quitting is a good thing, you don't want to hear nothing I got to say. You just need to move on. But for those of you who who agree with me, you need to keep listening. If you hadn't listened to my podcast. This episode here is number 299. That means there's 298 episodes before this one that's already out there. Go dive in. And if you hadn't listened, I think episode 2 through 5 or 2 through 6, it just tells my story. There's nothing motivating and inspiring about it. But you go back and listen to episode 2 through 5 or 6, whatever it is. It's just a little history of, of where I started, how I worked my way up 
the jobs I had, that sort of stuff. Just a little bit of background about me. You may not care to hear that. Again, it's not motivating or inspiring unless you listen to it and try to figure out how in the world Mac get to doing what he's doing today from all of that. The way I got to do that is I was not a quiet quitter. I never would quit but stay. I'd, I'd quit a team, go get on a different team, because if I'm going to be on a team, I want to be on the field playing. I want to be a starter. I want to be a highly valued team member. I want to be a MVP. If I can't do that, I don't want to sit on the bench. That's what quiet quitting is. Hold your hand up, say, hey, coach, I want to sit on the bench. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to be on the team. Get a little recognition. I'm telling you, folks, I can't comprehend it. But there's a movement out there. Our world's in trouble. We're suffering from leadership malpractice. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.